Happy Friday, everybody. We're back for the second time this year, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> Just took us a little bit. Hope you enjoyed all the flashbacks. We had a lot of good ones in there. So, And as it kind of happened, I I said, I think, one time to, to, to Byron, I'm like, let's flashback Tori. He's like, Tori who? And I'm like, oh, that's right. She hasn't been on the dose. Not a, not a fast forward. I just, I just, just assumed because of her massive production. So back in the house, round two, Tori Ellens. Thanks for being here again. It's Friday. Yes, it is. It's Friday. Happy, happy Friday. Happy Friday. So uh, if you guys didn't listen to yesterday, you should go back and listen quite the story of, of Tori this year and what she's already endured. But beyond that... Of we want to talk about her production and what you've already done this year in production. We're not even through February. And what did you say you did individually as an agent? Uh, so for me personally, already I'm at just over nine mil, so about nine point four mil. And then the team is yeah, the team is just <laughs> it's at about twenty eight and some change, almost twenty nine mil. Wow. Um, and that's you know we I like to say that <laughs> the the ongoing joke is that I'm quick to fire agents. Um, but the reality is, is that I'm looking for a certain type of agents, right? And not that there's not good fits out there for everybody, but for my team, we're looking for an agent who wants a higher level. They're committed to another level. They're committed to seeing their careers achieve um, at something they maybe really didn't think was possible. Um, and we have dedicated, I've dedicated since I started this team, uh, just myself, I mean, like a, about a year ago, maybe a little bit less than a year ago, I quit pulling any leads for me personally and just started building this team. And I always tell my agents, look, I'm going to give you a lot. We all wake up with the same 24-hour time block. I have the same 24 hours that you do. What are you going to do with that 24 hours? So for me, I'm going to take my 24 hours. I'm going to, I'm going to calendar in my sleep. I'm going to <laughs> schedule in everything else, including my own clients, but then building them and their business. So if I'm going to give them that time, I want somebody who's dedicated. And the team is absolutely coming together is something that um, my agents, they just stand out. You know, they're, they're people that are dedicated to another level. They is that how you, is that how you, you do calendar every, every single thing you do? Calendar. Yeah. Calendar time blocking. Gosh, yep. it's one of the things when I have um, agents that come over and they're struggling with production or consistency. First thing I ask them is what's your calendar, yep. right? Like, let me see your calendar. You can create so much opportunity and time in your day if you block it off your calendar. I'm a hundred percent the same way. Now let's see if we're the same in this one. Do you, after it's done, what do you do with that meeting or that time? <laughs> with, <laughs> I delete everything. Delete. Uh, I I I'm yeah. a freak like this with the calendar as well. Okay. So everything, every reminder, everything I need to do, everything like it's, it's, you know, it's a very colorful sea of a calendar, right? Right. Um, but then when it's done, I have to delete it. Yeah, I don't delete it because if I need to look I like back, to look back. Yeah. Yeah. if you need an alibi or right. something, <laughs> right? I did not well, murder that person. Yeah. I was well, here. Look. Yeah. <laughs> also, too, you look back on people you've met and like, when did you meet that agent? If you or for us, like agent or team. So when you search it, it pops up. You can create it or whatever. And also, it's like nice to see like the. I don't know. It's some people just. Yeah, yeah. It's to each their own. Yeah, I think because for me, it's like I like to, to see it out. and I like it's to done. look back and see that it's a clear calendar. Everything in my mind is like, it's been done. It's been accomplished. Right. It's done. It's gone. It's over. Like if it hasn't been done, if I go back and then I have to like move it forward because mm -hmm. like, it's going to get done. But so I that think would be my checklist. My checklist okay. is my cross off. It's done. I, I don't okay. stop the day until my checklist is done. Um, but I can help an agent carve out so much time in their calendar. And 
what I preach big on is, look, delegate. Let's figure out where you're at. And it's different at every level, right? If you're doing only a couple million, we're not going to need an assistant for you. I can help you through that. But when you hit that certain level, we bring on an assistant and we delegate and we start Leverage. to move things off your plate, right? Um, but I can help them carve out so much time. And let the big thing that I push is, look, let's say we find an extra seven hours in your week. What are we going to do with that seven hours? That's where balance comes in. Maybe we dedicate four of those hours to your business yep. and three to your family. Um, but when an agent tells me, oh, I don't have any time and Bullshit. I can look at their calendar. Sorry, excuse yeah. my mouth. No, yeah. it's exactly right. Yep. Like, let me see your calendar. Oh, cool. Yep. What did you do from this time to this time? Right. Right. And then they, you quickly start to see that you're wasting a lot of time doing things that you do not need to be doing. Yep. Um, and that's, again, that's just part of each of my agents. I coach them on their own level. So I don't take a across the board approach, just like you wouldn't with a client, right? I don't meet with each individual client and treat them all the same. I'm going to find them at their level and I'm going to help them where they need to be helped. Um, and that's what I do with my agents is just carve out what's, where are they at and where can I help them? What is their challenge and how do we get past that? So um, this year, one of my agents that I'm massively proud of uh, hit a little roadblock, um, 2020, let's call it, you know, mid 2020, and just came to me and said, you know, and again, we talk about choices and decisions. This was his choice. His choice was either things aren't going the way I really want them to go. And I can do what a lot of people would have done was fill my time with all this other nonsense or dive into what can I do better to get the number and the volumes I want to hit. By no means did he finish his year poorly. He finished just under 10 million prior to coming to me. And that was his first year with me prior to coming to me. His highest year was like 2 million. So he did a stellar year, but he took the last, you know, five, six months, one-on-one -on -one with me. I mean, every day we talked to the point where it was like, I got this text, what should I say? And he did everything that I coached him through. Year to date right now, he's at 9.971. He called me to remind Already me. Already year to date? <laughs> Holy Toledo. Yes, yeah. So let's, let's talk on amazing. that. Yeah, yeah. Where and how and where is the majority? Is it the listings? Is it buyers? Or, or everybody's different. Because like they, I think of like what you're saying there, like is that- you know, of course, the time looking into their calendar and then time blocking. How do we create time? How do we create leverage? Again, like you said, everybody's at a little bit different point in their business. If you're a two or three million dollar producers, you have different, you know, pain points or leverage points. Obviously, if you're eight or ten or twelve, right? You know, and and, and so on. So, um, but I mean, again, where that person might be in a particular place and have a couple, you know, holes in the ship, so to speak, that they need to fix. Somebody else might be somewhere different. But if you were to kind of generalize, right? If you were to kind of generalize you know, taking that two or $3 million producer and getting them to eight or 10, what are the, those kind of key components? So it's going to start with a process and a system to your day. You cannot take this business as an approach of, I'm a realtor, I'm my own boss. That means I can get up at nine, go in whenever I want. It can't be, you know, I, I, I see too many people that are hourly, let's call it, or salary, whatever, work for someone else. And they're dedicated like crazy. They get up, they don't need someone to tell them to go to work. They're at work every day. And they're making pennies for really what the what their commitment level is, right? What they're giving to that employer. Um, but then you come into your own business and they look at it like, I have all this free time. Do you really though? Is that what you want, right? Because I have plenty of, of people come to me and go, God, I'd love to do your volume. Would you really? And that's the first thing I look at them and say, do you? Do you want to know get what my life oh, freedom. Like? Right, uh, it's free. It's like I can do whatever, no, right? No, It's a dedication to you now. This right. is your business. I'm there to help you, but this is your business. Do you want to be a business that does subpar or do you want to be a business that produces, 
What do you want? We can well, work around that. Well, you guys are clearly producing. So at 9-1 for one agent into February, let's nine, talk about- nine, seven, nine, 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 seven, yeah, right. Let's Probably. talk about that. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, so because finding there's, there's less property now than there ever has been if arguably back to the 80s. So identifying and getting them done, a negotiation right, right. done. Are you guys heavy on list side now? Or are you heavy on buy side? So he's probably about 80% on okay. uh, buyers. On that buy side. Mm-hmm. It's very tough, right? Especially if you get down to the lower price points and the three to five, which is like seemingly was a great price two, three years ago. Like, oh, it was awesome. You know, you get them done. It's a decent commission. Now it's like, good luck. Good to find 20 behind Possibly, it, 20 yeah. in front of it. So, so where, where, does this, where does the skills come in with you guys right. on the team with that? Yeah, I think, so I think that's a bit of perspective. Um, we still, you can say, is the glass ha- has full or half empty, right? Well, right now, yeah, we have, let's say we're hovering around 5,000 active listings. But get this, there's still 5,000 active listings, right? There's people that are price dropping that had overpriced. There's agents, so many agents out there do not know how to market or list a property. Mm-hmm. So you <clears> still have opportunity, but- there are other things you can do. So one of those is, if we need inventory, how do we get it? Do you just rely on cold calling? Right. Everyone does that. Believe it or not, most of my agents, something that I push heavy, and I know this is going to sound crazy, is door knocking. It's not crazy. You not would crazy be amazed right now at the perception, as long as you do it respectfully of their well, space. you have to. They right. are open to it. And, and particularly- you ring the doorbell and you sprint to the curb <laughs> or you have to have rollerblades on, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. you just stay far <laughs> enough back. And, and again, that particular agent, and many of my agents do this, but he is notorious for door knocking and turning a two or three out of that of. deal. So he just door knocked. Uh, it just closed actually last week, but he door knocked, drummed up an opportunity for a listing, sold it to his client, and then helped that person buy another unit. That was something that wasn't on the market. So, and it was a former realtor that See, he approached. And, and, that's, <laughs> yeah. and that's the discussion because that's the stuff I want to hear. We want to hear. I think everyone wants to hear is like, it's, there is, there's plenty. I, we, I just, just last week, and I'm not going to say her name because it's not relevant, but she has made an excuse for herself to go work for something else. <laughs> right? right. So, but it's an excuse. Right. $3 million in buyers she has. Well, no, you don't. Clearly, like, because right. if you did, you'd be with them, you'd find them, you'd make you know it what I'm saying? You'd make right. it happen. So excuses, as we went back to yesterday's episode, you can make an excuse or a reason. I like right. that the, the, there's a reason. So let's say there's somebody that's backed up with that many opportunities with buyers, right? And they're just struggling to find, because there's that struggle. You hear a lot of this stuff like, oh my gosh, I'm on the 50th property, right? Mm-hmm. With a buyer, because it's tough to to place the buyer. So I love going to a house, knocking, it's the area that your buyer wants to be, but you can't find anything in that area and saying, I've got this, a real person actually. So that's a great way to place an opportunity. It's just a lot of agents maybe coming out of that comfort zone. Now they're used to just driving around. So now they got to go door knock and work harder. But again, you have to work, you it. Have to right. work it. This that's is the, the shifting point. market. Double end though. Right. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah no, I mean, it. It, it's a shifting market. If you're an agent that doesn't shift, goodbye, you're dying. Yep. Right. That's the reality. I mean, I'm not one to candy coat things. You guys have met. We you love it. talked to me. No, plenty. that's why I didn't candy coat yeah. it except for the name. I'm not yeah. going to candy coat it. Right. You know, <laughs> you know who you are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you're yeah, listening, yeah, you know. Yeah. 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 The rhymes with care. But that's the reality is, is that it is a shifting market. So 
being a market expert is different than just being a real estate agent, right? You can, my, I always joke, my 14-year-old can open a door. My 14-year-old can fill in the blanks on a contract. But can my 14-year-old negotiate and be an expert like I can? Absolutely not. So you have to set your clients up for what's coming, right? When I first meet a client in today's market, I explain to them right where we're at. But I also tell them it's still a great time to buy. Still, why? Rates Absolutely. hit historic lows 14 times in 2020. So the the objection, oh, I've got nowhere else to go, Byron. I'm just kidding. Yeah, we'll uh, find you a place. your buying power is a lot higher, right? Correct. Because if, and I'm just joking, Byron. You, you, this place is sentimental and wonderful. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> Wonderful. But 2.75, I mean, that, get, unless you've refined your home that you're in, but what did you buy that home for? So you can't really go off of that payment, but- now you can hundred thousand more right. potentially, right? Michael, Depending or, upon- Michael Orr is also projecting twenty percent this year. Yeah. So I mean, you know, people are, you know, if they're concerned about that, I mean, they're going to be in good shape. Right, and that most most properties that we're seeing before we even close escrow in just a standard 30, 40 day close of escrow oh, yeah. have already increased in equity. Did well. you see Tim's post in the mastermind started to very, he goes, Hey, I have a client that, um, and, uh, we offered $102,000 over asking at a $1.2 million price. They say they've already have 10 that are the same or not higher over. Oh, it's happening at three fifty. <laughs> but a hundred and I heard, I heard, I, right. dude. I heard one. I heard like, one go a hundred thousand dollars off a three fifty list list price recently, geez. from three fifty to four fifty. So there comes a point. I mean, I mean but can you imagine being that seller? And they're waving the appraisal, hmm. and they just don't care. They just they want a house. They know they're overpaying. And it's have, cash deal, and they just don't care. If I were the seller, I'd counter back at a hundred. Five. <laughs> and there, it's done. You have to take, again, each individual client, right? And that's a discussion that I uh, coach my agents and myself to have with our, our clients is there comes a point in the market we're in where it is a different market than it was a year ago, right? So when you're in a multiple offer situation, the first question is, what is this home worth to you? Because I can substantiate value with black and white figures, but what is this home worth to you? Because that's what it's going to come down to. If we're in a multiple offer and we're having to do highest and best with an escalation clause and appraisal protection, I don't like the appraisal waiver. That's a personal thing. Agreed. But appraisal protection gets the same results. Mm -hmm. And if we're going to have to do that, what amount are you comfortable paying for this home? Because then at the end of the day, my expertise is guiding them right? But it's their money. So if I coach them and ask them, what dollar amount are you willing to pay for this home? And they don't get that home. It's okay because it was above that comfort level for them on that home. And it's a ready, willing, and able individual, right? right? A buyer, obviously. And again, if they're coming from a different area of the country and things are, that's what it's worth to them. Right. And you have to explain to them our market because many of them are coming from out of state. They're not familiar with our market, but that goes back. And you guys have heard me say this on many of the panels I've sat on. It's not drama. It's data. Quote the figures. You become an expert when you give them numbers and data. If you give an opinion, that's just it. It's your opinion. But if you have facts and data to back that up, you become the expert that they are looking to because you've given them what they need to make an educated decision. And I think too many agents don't do that. I think too many agents are just out there for this feel good. It's like, uh, <laughs> and I know religion and politics, we don't talk, but I'm going to tell you, like, you go to a church that's not really religious based. It's more of a feel good church. You're like, yeah, I get hammered last night. Go to church today. We're good. Drinking afterwards. It's a feel good moment, right? right? Like you're not there because it's like preaching from the Bible. Like I grew up in a Christian family with a pastor father. I know that moment, right? Like Christian school my whole life. So it's a feel good moment. And that's what a lot of agents are doing. They're giving this feel good opinion on the market. That doesn't weigh anything. 
Talk about numbers. We have five buyers to every home right now. So that's across the board. Let's take that and break it down into a lower price point. Because if I have five buyers for every one home across the board, how many do I really have if we're talking under 600,000? Probably more like 15. Break that down for them so they can understand what they're getting into. And then I tell them, it's going to be frustrating. It's going to be a more frustrating process than it was a year ago. But you're going to be really happy because rates are historically low. You're going to have more affordability. And all the market indicators are predicting increased for the next two to three years. We're in a market big that increases has- too. Right, big increases. Not, not but tiny. What's the draw to our market? Do you know the draws to our market? Like those are the things that I think an educated agent can successfully get through. Let's stop yeah. there. Let's talk some of, some of those draws yep. uh, and, and stats right now, because I think that's good to put out there. And we can talk of some for my home group too that we we're putting out as well. So thanks to our sponsors, VIP Mortgage and Alliance Property Inspections. We'll come at you tomorrow. See ya. See ya. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>